0: Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host, for Nick's Nerd Well hello friends, it's me Nick, the host of Nick's Nerd News. And boy do we got a show for you today. Anyway, we're in August now, huh? It is August, what is today, the 3rd? The 2nd, today's the 2nd. Well, got a lot of stuff that premiered on Netflix. Not a lot of gaming news, surprisingly. I mean, a little bit, but, I mean, it's whatever. No, no, no movie news, really, because, you know, everything sucks in this dystopia that we live in. Can we just can we just be in December 31st already Jesus Christ just can we go to the end of the year please 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 God please anyway let's get into the thick of it huh anyway you know like and subscribe all that jazz but what's going on in the video game world huh shall we take a look as I talk to my non-existent producer well we know what the PSN plus games and the games with gold are gonna be for this month. Uh, over on PSN Plus, you're going to get COD of COD, <laughs> COD of Duty, Call of Duty: Modern Warfare 2 remastered. Uh, that will be available the entire month, as well as Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. That's a brand new game actually that uh, you're getting for PSN Plus. And then over on Games with Gold, you got Portal Knights the first through the thirty-first, Override Mech City the sixteenth through the fifteenth. And then on backwards compatible, you got MX Unleashed, the 1st through the 15th, and Red Faction 2, Red Faction 2, the 16th through the 31st. So make sure you pick those games up before you lose the chance to have them for free, as long as you have Xbox Live Gold. Anyway, the coolest thing ever is going on pre-order tomorrow. Well, by the time you hear this, it will probably have been sold out. Um, But the Analog Pocket, which is a new um, like retro console type deal that uh, pretty much is like a modern take on the Game Boy. Um, But they are releasing, this was announced last year I think on Kickstarter. Uh, They're coming out with a new one in both white and black. They do make a lot of other products. Um, but the pocket, let's take a look. It goes on pre-order tomorrow. Well, in the past for you guys, um, it is a quote. Pocket is designed around a first per, first in-class 3.5 inch 615 PPI LCD with a 1600 by 1440 resolution. Pocket has 10 times the resolution of an original Game Boy. Yeah, we can hardly believe it either. Pro-level color accuracy, dynamic range, and brightness. The p- display is even made from Gorilla Glass. There has never been a display this advanced in a video game system. Uh, the really cool thing about it is al- it actually plays, actually, it actually plays uh, Game Gear, Neo Geo, um, and Atari Lynx games as well with adapters. Um, and it's you can make music with it, which is insane. You can uh, make your own uh, games on it. So it says Analog isn't just for games anymore. It's for making music. Pocket has a digital audio workstation built in called NanoLoop. It's a synthesizer and a sequencer designed for music creation and live performance. Shape, stretch, and morph sounds. Capture music or play and sculpt live. Uh, It says you can even connect Pocket to your Mac, PC, or other hardware with a MIDI and sync cables. Um, So it comes with Pocket to MIDI USB-A. I I think it's Mighty MIDI? I don't know. Pocket to MIDI in, Pocket to Analog Sync, Pocket to Link Cable, so you can link games. Uh, it has Sleep and Wake. It has three different display modes. So, original Game Boy with that green color, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance. So, it has all three. And it's all po- handheld. It's also got a dock, so if you want to hook it up to your TV, you can. Uh, it says, quote, Analog Dock is an amazing companion for Pocket. With Dock, you can connect Pocket to your HDTV. Sync up any wireless 8-bit DOE Bluetooth, or 2.4 controller directly to dock for wireless play. Up to 4-player support, you can connect controllers directly via wired USB as well. Um, It has a link cable. It comes with GB Studio, so you can make your own games for it if you wanted to. But yeah, um, compatible with Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance game cartridges. 3.5-inch LCD screen, 360 display rotation, variable refresh display, Rechargeable lithium-ion 4300 mAh battery, six to ten hour gameplay time and ten hour sleep time. All buttons mappable. Stereo speakers, micro SD card slot, USB-C charging. Original original style link port, 3.5 millimeter headphone output. Uh, the dock is 1080p 1080p HDMI output, Bluetooth and 2.4 support. Two USB inputs inputs for wired controllers, up to four player support. Bluetooth. DAC compatible power dock from controller, and it comes with adapters for Game Gear, Neo Geo Pocket, and Neo Geo Color, and Atari Lynx. But you can pre-order it now for uh, $199.99. The dock is separate for 100 bucks. The uh, there is a hard case, a tempered glass screen protector, even though it already has Gorilla Glass. Uh, or you can get a fast-charging power supply for 20 bucks. Those are all available. Uh, all the adapters are about 30 bucks each. Granted, I don't have Game Gear, Neo Geo, or Atari Lynx cartridges, so I don't think I'll be using that. Um, I do want to get this, though. Uh, but it goes on pre-order tomorrow. So, well, it might still be on pre-order by the time you guys are listening. I don't know. But, but again, that's the Analog Pocket. And it uh, looks pretty fucking badass, if you ask me. Anyway, this is a weird thing. This came out of Brazil, but World of Warcraft has been rated for Xbox Series X in Brazil. Does that mean World of Warcraft has come on a console? Finally, after all these years? be nuts, though. It'd be crazy, huh? World of Warcraft on console? Crossplay? Maybe? I don't know. Kind of nuts, though. Like, how do you do subscription service, then? Like, that's a little ridiculous, if you ask me. But, who knows? And what was probably the biggest video gaming news, though, this this past couple of weeks? I don't know if you guys have heard of this. It's called the Nintendo Giga Leak. Um, pretty much two enormous drops of, of confident, confidential Nintendo code and documents were pretty much uploaded to the internet. And a lot of stuff was in here. Uh, This is per IGN, quote, The GigaLeak is made up of multiple drops of information stemming primarily from two posts on 4chan. The posts each contained gigabytes worth of files and documentation from internal Nintendo projects. The first set of files contained data primarily from SNES-era projects, and the second set included information from N64 projects. The leaks include, among a lot of other elements source code for games like The Legend of Zelda, Arena of Time, Super Mario 64, and more, as well as entirely unknown games and cancelled projects. Unquote. Now, most people would probably say it's all fake, but due to the size and and everything, it's probably true. No one knows how it even came up, because, you know, we've been getting a lot of files for Pokemon games a lot lately. So, I'm just going to go over... A lot of websites have compiled some of the biggest stuff. Uh, there was a model for Luigi in Super Mario 64. And uh, everyone always thought there was hidden somewhere in the game, and he was. Uh, there was a cancelled Pokemon MMO. And it was in the works early in 2000, in the early 2000s. It uh, looks like it was going to be a Chinese company that was working with it. Uh, people got to see early maps of o- Ocarina of Time for Legend of Zelda. Uh, there was a prototype for Yoshi's Island. Uh, Super Donkey Kong, or Super Donkey, which became Super Mario World 2. There was a prototype for Super Mario Kart and Mario Kart 64. There were also potential remakes of Zelda Three and 2 and 3. Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, the beta and sprites. So if if you follow a lot of Pokemon sites, you've been seeing a lot of the, the beta sprites for Diamond and Pearl that have been floating around and a lot of memes. A lot, a lot of stuff that have has come out. And you can go find it for yourself. There's a lot more than obviously what I covered. The the, the beta sprites for Pokemon Diamond and Pearl are fucking hilarious. Because some of them are just wild, wildly different than than what is actually going on, than what actually got released in Diamond and Pearl. But I, I just, it, it's wild. I, uh, I granted, I focused on that more than anything. But a lot of people are like vindication when it comes to Luigi in Super Mario sixty four, because for some reason there's like no mention of him at all in that game. But. Now it looks like he was there all along, just, um, just hidden in the game files. Anyway, folks, the console war is over. Lord Gaben has spoken. (laughs) That's funny. Anyway, uh, Gabe Newell, uh, founder of you know Valve, co-founder. He's been stuck in New Zealand. Or Australia for like a couple months because of COVID and he hasn't really been able to go out. And he was on a news program in New Zealand and and someone asked him uh, which of the new consoles, next gen consoles he thought was better. And he's pretty much said the Xbox. And they asked him why, he's like, because it is. So quote from Gabe Newell, I don't have a stake in that race. Obviously, we, as in Valve, do most of our development on personal computers, but of the two, I would definitely go with an Xbox. Well, folks, there you have it. The lord of himself has spoken. Lord Gaben. Ruler of the PC master race. <laughs> He's going with an Xbox. The fact that, that that's even a news story is just... What have we come to, folks? What have we come to? Anyway, the amazing platformer Cuphead, hand-drawn, I will add, has launched on PS4. Uh, surprise leak on PS4. So if you've been waiting to play the awesome hit... game's hard as shit. I'm sure you guys all know this by now. People call it the Dark Souls of Platformers. But now it's available on PS4, so it's it's no longer a PC, Switch, Xbox exclusive. The memes of people asking for like Horizon and shit on Xbox now though are are hilarious. That's for sure. Uh, with with uh, Cuphead going to PS4, considering Microsoft, they did put out a lot of money for Cuphead, which is fine. You know, it's an indie game. They don't they don't own the rights to it, and I'm sure Microsoft is okay with that. I mean, hell, they got Minecraft on every platform imaginable, so. Granted, they own Minecraft, so it's a little different. But, anyway. uh, Sticking on the PS4 train here for a second. So, Dreams, the game made by Media Molecule, which has allowed people to do amazing things. Amazing things. Well, Noah Cyrus, the sister of Miley Cyrus, has created a new music video in Dreams, which you can watch online right now. So, that's pretty fucking cool. It's a video game. That people can create in, so it's not as much a game anymore as it is like a creative tool. It's really beyond a game at this point, if you ask me. Uh, anyway, uh, Private Division, the publishers behind the Outer World, Outer Wo- Worlds, uh, the last most recent Obsidian game, they have signed publishing deals with several several indie studios, including Moon Stu- Studios, who uh, recently put out. Um, Ori and the Blind Forest, or Ori and the Will of the Wisps, sorry, the second Ori, and Roll7, the uh, creators of Ali Ali. So they have signed some multi-year publishing deals with them, so those games are going to get published uh, without, they don't really need anyone else, so that's really awesome. Uh, so, you know, sometimes self-publishing is really hard, and of course, things like that will help. A lot of new rumors are floating around that Microsoft may be hosting a, another event this month. Uh, no word on a date yet, but this might be a hardware event. Uh, granted, Phil Spencer has led credence to this rumor mill by saying something about something happening this month. And everyone thinks that what it will be is the full reveal of whatever ends up being like the Series S or whatever it's called. Their, their digital next Xbox. Um and possibly new peripherals, maybe even a price, because you know we still don't have a price for either one, and they come out in a few months. But no official word on anything. It's the second they would have announced something by now, unless it's like a surprise thing. I don't know, but I, I don't see this happening. If it does, it does. If it doesn't, it it doesn't. Like, but they ne- they need a re- come out with prices soon, because it's getting ridiculous, it's getting real ridiculous, um, anyway, what's going on here, uh, how about this, Activision has announced 37 new artists to the soundtrack for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 remake, and, Uh, Some songs like uh, Suicidal Tendencies, Psycho Vision, Anthrax's Bring the Noise are definitely coming back. And they've announced the full lineup, essentially. Uh, 37 songs that range from old school 90s rap to Scott Punk. And... Hold on. Wasn't this... I don't remember when this... Am I repeating news? I probably am. I don't even remember. Anyway, the full artist list, no, this is new, um, is A Tribe Called Quest, A Swayze and the Ghosts, Alex Leahy, All Talk, American Nightmare, Back Hat, Baker Boy, Billy Talent, Black Prez featuring Kid Something, Chai, Charlie Brown Jr., Cherry Cola, Chick, Chick Norris, Craig Craig featuring Icy Black, Crush Effect featuring Kara, Destroy Boys, DZ, Death Rays, Fiddler, Junk Bunny, Less Than Jake, Machine Gun Kelly, Mercules, MXPX, PQ, 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 Real Big Fish, Rough Francis, Screaming Females, Skepta, Spilt Milk, Strung Out, Sublime, Super Best Friends Club, The Ataris, Token, Tyrone, Briggs, Viagra Boys, and Zebrahead. And that releases on September 4th, 2020, folks. So just be on the lookout for that. Um, I think some songs that are not going to be in it that were in the original are Committed by Unsane, B Boy Document 99 by The High and Mighty, and Out with the Old by Alley Life. Uh, Those three songs that were in the original games will not be featured in the new games due to outdated licensing agreements. Um, But, that is your list of artists for Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remake for Soundtracks. So, be stoked on that. Also, uh, Games Workshop, the team behind the Warhammer franchise, has announced that they want to have more AAA-level titles uh, on console. Related to their Warhammer franchise. Um, And they're signing new developers all the time to different deals. Um, This is per their annual report. And uh, quote, our goal is AAA video games. We have signed multiple licenses and we continue to negotiate many more. We will update you once they are announced. At the time of writing, we have 73 licenses and are signing new ones every 2-3 to months. Which explains... That announcement of that Dawn of War Warhammer game coming to Xbox Series X. Uh, Darktide. Um, is coming soon. And then Frontier is working on an RTS for Warhammer. Which I thought Warhammer already had RTSs. Um, I don't know much about Warhammer though. Oh, they're doing one in what's called the Fantasy Age of Sigmar. And then there's sci-fi, which is Warhammer 40,000. 40k. I don't understand this. I don't understand Warhammer in general. But I just know there's like orcs and shit. But then there's tanks and like sci-fi elements. I, I don't know. Anyway, moving on. This is, um, we're getting a new documentary, dropping later in September, about PlayStation. Uh, it will mark the 25th anniversary of, of PlayStation. And they did say that uh, a lot of PlayStation people will be involved. Hideo Kojima, uh, Mark Cerny, surprisingly not Sean Layden. Interesting group of people, for sure, from the list I saw. But uh, that will premiere... September 7th on different streaming platforms if you want to watch that. Um, We also got an announcement for the new Nerf Halo MA-40 Assault Rifle. And it looks fucking awesome. It is available for pre-order. And it looks way, way, way better than the Boomco one that I currently have. And I am excited to see what Nerf does with this line. Because Nerf is just way better than Hasbro at making guns like that. Nerf, I mean, granted, Nerf's been doing it for decades at this point. But I am very excited to see where this goes. But it's available for pre-order now. It's got this white and green color scheme. Hold on, let me take a look, see what you guys can pre-order it for. Oh, Hasbro's owned by Nerf. Never mind. Boomco is Mattel, I think. Whoopsie. Anyway, you can pre-order it for 50 bucks on Hasbro Pulse. And it just looks way better than than the Boomco one. It's got even got the scope. How do you where's the magazine on this bad boy though? That is what I want to know. I wonder how it's going to be loaded compared to the the other one cuz the other one Fit pretty well, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Pre-order it now for fifty bucks, though, if you want. We also got more news on Avengers, and it looks like Hawkeye will be coming to the game post-launch as a post-launch hero. More and more, I don't. Th- Is this game ready for prime time? Cause it doesn't look like it. If you ask me, it does not look ready for prime time at all. But we'll see ultimately what what happens with this game and when it launches. Um, I'm gonna get it. I think I'm 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 a little excited. Granted, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm still thrown off by it. But um, anyway, uh, Flight Simulator will release uh, the 18th of this month. Microsoft Flight Simulator uh, will be included in Game Pass. If if uh, if you do have Game Pass, you can get it on PC. With that. But it does have several different versions, which include multiple airports or, and different planes. So I would definitely keep an eye out on that if you don't have Game Pass and you want to purchase the game. Uh, certain airports are not available in the base version. So just, just be aware of that when the game launches in uh, just a few short weeks. Anyway, uh, 2K has announced that its non-simulation NFL games that it announced last year will feature current NFL players as they have worked out a deal with the NFLPA, the NFL Players Association, in uh, some kind of deal to allow current and former players to be in those games. Also, uh, Epic Games Store on PC has finally added both achievements and mod support after being out what's been almost a year since, since it launched, right? I don't remember... But uh, you can finally get mods on the Epic store, and you can finally uh, have achievement support on the Epic Game Store, which is one of the things that people were very very um, not happy about with um, when the Epic Game store launched. And now there's trouble brewing over in the League of Legends land, and uh, Riot announced. Riot Games announced that they were going to be holding their League of Legends European Championships uh, with Neom, a $500 billion smart city founded by the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, Mohammed bin Salman. And I guess it's in Saudi Arabia. A lot of people were pissed because, you know, it's Saudi Arabia. And enough people spoke out because people were pissed. And when I say pissed, I mean pissed like major members of the Riot community, or League of Legends community, came out. They essentially have decided to pull back, and per their full statement, quote, as a company and as a league, we know that it's important to recognize when we make mistakes and quickly work to correct them. After further reflection, while we remain steadfastly committed to all of our players and fans worldwide, including those living in Saudi Arabia and the Middle East, the LEC, which is the League of Legends European Championship, has ended its partnership with Neom, effective immediately. In an effort to expand our esports ecosystem, we moved too quickly to cement this partnership and cause rifts in the very community we seek to grow. While we missed our own expectations in this instance, we're committed to re-examining our internal structures to ensure this doesn't happen again. Good on Riot. Good on Riot for them realizing they fucked up and uh, decided to... um, Back away from that. Probably better. Also surprise announced. uh, Battletoads. Which was announced. What? I think two years ago now. Uh, We finally got a trailer last year. Well it's finally releasing. After not being shown off. At either Microsoft event. The last couple months. Uh, That will release on August 20th. On Game Pass. Xbox. And PC. So be on the lookout for the new Battletoads. Um... August 20th. Also, um, got some new changes out of... Um, not changes, but announcements, kind of. Uh, 343 has announced just some some feedback after, you know, the showcase on Halo Infinite. And they announced... They addressed some of their biggest concerns. Uh, this came from community manager uh, John... Sick, I don't know how to say his name, and uh, explained that there are two key uh, quote two key areas being debated around the community: overall art art style and visual fidelity. Uh, quote, based on our learnings from Halo Four, Halo Five, and Halo Wars Two, along with strong community feedback, we decided to shift back towards the legacy aesthetics that define the original trilogy. With Halo Infinite, we're returning to a more classic art style, which was a key message. Going back to the very first reveal that garnered enthusiastic and positive responses. This translates to a more vibrant palette, cleaner models and objects with less noise, though it doesn't mean less detail. While we appreciate this may not be everyone's personal preference, we stand by this decision and are happy to see it resonating with so many fans around the world. And... Um, he also said the second theme being discussed involves visual fidel- fidelity. Negative feedback in this area includes comments around characters and objects appearing flat, simplistic and plastic-like, light lighting feeling dull and flat and object pop-in. We've read your comments, we've seen the homemade examples of retouched content, and yes, we've heard the digital foundry assessments. In many ways we are in agreement here. We do have to work, we do have work to do to address some of these areas and raise the level of fidelity and overall presentation for the final game. The build used to run the campaign demo was work in progress from several weeks ago with a variety of graphical elements and game systems still being finished and polished while some of the feedback was expected and speaks to areas already in progress other aspects of the feedback have brought new opportunities and considerations to light that the team is taking very seriously and working to assess we don't have firm answers or outcomes to share yet but the team is working as quickly as possible on plans to address some of the feedback and around detail clarity and overall fidelity the team is committed and focused on making sure we have a beautiful world for players to explore when we launch they also talked about how the multiplayer beta tests have been impacted um he they did say that in large part due to the challenges of working from home during the covid 19 stuff uh their planned Uh, Multiplayer beta has been either shelved or or cancelled. I don't know. Um, They said they hope to have an opportunity for broader hands-on before release. And they also assured fans that Halo Infinite uh, will not include real money loot boxes. And a lot of other stuff was announced. We also got news, though, in regards to multiplayer for Halo Infinite. And it was actually leaked by... A retailer, of all things. But Halo Infinite Multiplayer will be free to play on PC and Xbox. And it will get 120 frames per second on Xbox Series X. Free multiplayer for Halo Infinite. 120 frames per second. I I just... I, I don't understand. And no microtransactions? Microsoft is just like... Yeah, we got money, folks. We don't need any more. That's nuts, man. That's fucking nuts. That's crazy. That's crazy. I can't wait now. I really can't. I cannot wait. Anyway, you guys remember Anthem? Yeah, that's still a thing. Well, uh, BioWare put out a, a blog post or something indicating some of the recent changes they're making as they try to overhaul the whole game. So that's available online. Because, you know, people care about Anthem still, apparently. Anyway. Well, Ubisoft and Netflix have just signed a, like, massive deal, apparently. Because they have announced a new animated series based on Splinter Cell. And it's going to be... Com- is coming to the streaming platform. <laughs> and it's going to be coming from the creator of John Wick. And they already got a two-season order. The show hasn't even been made, and they got a two-season order. So that tells you how much faith they have in it and then the director of direct detective pikachu is going to be directing a beyond good and evil movie for netflix that will be both live action and animated two of their bigger properties are getting turned or getting adapted for the screen with netflix crazy ubisoft and netflix working out deals huh whoever thought that was gonna happen um And then, anyway, uh, The Last of Us on HBO, uh, per the showrunner, says it will enhance the original game, whatever that means. I don't know how you enhance. I guess they're going to enhance the story as much as possible. I I don't know. I guess I should play the game if I'm going to watch the show. I don't know. And then, uh, final bit of gaming news here. Uh, 343, going back to Halo. A lot of Halo stuff today. Master Chief Collection will be getting crossplay later this year, and we'll get mouse and keyboard support on console. As we get closer and closer to the release of Halo 3 ODST on PC, and then of course the final release of Halo 4, the last game in the Master Chief Collection, which will launch sometime either probably later this year or early 2021, I'm assuming, um, on the Master Chief Collection. But that's it for gaming news. Uh, Let's talk about TV news, huh? For a little bit. Um, Just because we're going to talk about The Umbrella Academy Season 2. I was able to finish that this weekend. Uh, That's going to be our main thing. It's been a while since we've had a review of anything, really. But uh, just in TV, uh, Netflix has announced a new Witcher uh, spin-off show called Witcher Blood Origin. Um, it will be a prequel series set like a thousand years before Geralt of Rivia, which should be really cool. I'm I'm, I'm really happy that they're expanding on that franchise. I, it looks like they really love it, and the Season 2 should be back in production shortly, if it hasn't already gone back into production. So, good, good on Netflix, and, and good on them. Um, we also got an announcement for Star Trek Discovery Season 3 will drop on October 15th. So it looks like we won't worry about a delay for that. Um, we also got our first trailer for Camp Cretaceous, which is the new Jurassic Park show that is coming to, uh, coming to Netflix. And while it was originally billed as possibly a TV show for kids, what what we got in this trailer seemed a little bit more like teen. more More geared for teens, or not adults per se, but it, it did have a lot of more horror and thriller elements that are more in line with the films than what you would normally find on a children's show. That That's for sure. So it is, I wouldn't go as far as to say it's like a, an animated show for adults like, like Rick and Morty or something like that. But it's it's definitely not for children like was what was previously believed. I will say that. Um, so that's definitely uh, something you can go check out online now. The trailer is out. We got some more news in regards to the Lord of the Rings show over at uh, Amazon, uh, so it, it is taking place in the Second Age, and and what was and some characters that people thought might not have been involved are now uh, not officially confirmed, but are heavily rumored, uh, so don't be surprised if you see Sauron in, in some capacity, and then also don't be surprised if a young Galadriel or young Elrond pop up at at any point in time it is the second age they were around uh but they wouldn't be what they looked like of course in the third age during the time of the fellowship of the ring but those characters might pop up in the amazon show and uh also got news from kevin smith that's man he is busier than ever kevin smith has announced he is working on an animated version of the green hornet for television uh, no word yet on if that's been picked up by anyone, but he's working on it anyway. <laughs> and um, Damon Lindelof has announced that uh, he has plans for Watchmen, more seasons of Watchmen on HBO, even if he isn't involved and even though it was just like a one-off kind of thing, which I I guess is cool. I I don't know, man. I just I I need to go back and finish it. I started it and I just. I don't know what it was, but it just—it didn't feel like Watchmen to me, so that's why I kind of just tuned out. And I just got bored, and there was so much other shit going on, and I'll get to it. Anyway, um, that's kind of it for TV news. Uh, I do want to talk about the Emmys, and of course, Umbrella Academy Season 2 review. I'm going to talk about that at the end, because I'm going to have some spoilers in it. But just stick around for the end, uh, and that's when we'll talk about Umbrella Academy Season 2. Um, but I do want to talk about the Emmys. So for one of the first years in a long time, HBO is not the Emmy Award or Emmy nomination king. This year it's actually Netflix with a 160 nominations. HBO is number two though, obviously with with 107. Um, but Watchmen is the number one show with 26 nominations itself. Um, So I just want to go across here, some of the the nominations here. For Best Drama Series, you have Better Call Saul, The Crown, The Handmaid's Tale, Killing Eve, The Mandalorian. Yes, The Mandalorian is nominated for Best Drama. Ozark, Stranger Things, and Succession. If I had my vote, I would totally choose Succession. I love that show, and Season 2 was amazing. Uh, Best Comedy Series is Curb Your Enthusiasm, Dead to Me, The Good Place, Insecure, The Kaminsky Method, The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Shits Creek and What We Do in the Shadows, and honestly, it's a toss-up between Curb and What We Do in the Shadows, if, if you asked me. I personally love those shows. Uh, best limited series are Little Fires Everywhere, Miss America, Unbelievable, Unorthodox, and Watchmen. Best TV Movie, American Sun, Bad Education, Dolly Parton's Heartstrings, These Old Bones, El Camino, A Breaking Bad Movie, and Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Kimmy vs. the Reverend. Uh, Lead actress in a drama series, Jennifer Aniston, The Morning Show, Olivia Colman, The Crown, Jodie Comer, Killing Eve, Laura Linney, Ozark, Sandra Oh, Killing Eve, Zendaya, In Euphoria, lead actor in a drama series, Jason Bateman, Ozark, Sterling K. Brown, This Is Us, Steve Carell, The Morning Show, Brian Cox, Succession, Billy Porter, Pose, Posse, Pose, I don't know, Jeremy Strong, Succession, Lead actress in a comedy series. You have Christina Applegate, Dead to Me. Rachel Brosnahan, The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Linda Cardellini, Dead to Me. Katherine O'Hara, Schitt's Creek. Issa Rae, Insecure. Tracy Ellis Ross, Blackish. Lead actor in a comedy series. Anthony Anderson, Blackish. Don Cheadle, Black Monday. Ted Danson, The Good Place. Michael Douglas, The Kaminsky Method. Eugene Levy, Schitt's Creek. And Remy, Yusuf, and Remy. Um, granted, it goes on from there. Those are just the big ones, if you ask me. But. A lot of supporting actors and things like that. And, and just it goes on and on from there. But. I am excited to see where it goes. I wonder who or how it will play out. I don't understand how there's 160 nominations in there. But anyway. Um, I'm pulling for Succession. And Curb if you ask me. And. Uh. As much as I would want the Mandalorian to win, it's not going to win going up against those shows. But um, Like I said, that's it for TV. Uh, Stick around, though. We're going to talk about movies, some other things, and then, of course, our Umbrella Academy Academy Season 2 review. Um, As for what's going on in Hollywood, over uh, in movie news, Thor 4, uh, per Taika Waititi, is hoping to... Begin filming sometime early next year. So that way they don't have too much of a delay in, in getting the film out. As the MCU has been already heavily delayed at this point. Um, we've got more news on Tenet. Which is the um, new Christopher Nolan film. Uh, as of right now it has no current US release date. But it will still release internationally later this month or early next month. Um, so, just be prepared for spoilers on that film. Also announced is a 4K Blu-ray gift set for Back to the Future. Uh, it's first time on 4K Blu-ray. It will come with the movies in regular Blu-ray and 4K. k uh, special bonus disc as well. And if you buy the special Amazon version, you actually get your own little hoverboard. It's like a little magnet board that actually hovers, so there's nothing that's holding it up. Like, uh, I do have another version that has, like, clear stilts on it above a mirror to make it look hovering. But this is a legitimate hoverboard. So that's really awesome. Uh, 4K. I'm trying to upgrade my 4K collection so I may purchase this gift set. Um, Also announced um, from DC. They are putting out... So their, their current DC, like, animated universe just recently came to an end. Um, So that that storyline is is over. Um, Personally, didn't much like the animation style or the cast in it. But uh, they have announced Batman, A Death in the Family, which is an adaptation of the famous storyline where Jason Todd was killed. Um, This is actually going to serve as a prequel to the Batman Under the Red Hood film that came out several years back. Uh, Same voice cast returning, John DiMaggio as the Joker, Bruce Greenwood as Batman. And uh, it will actually have an interactive... Uh, elements to it so it's almost like a choose your own adventure similar to how DC pretty much did the storyline back in um, back in the 80s when it first happened but that's definitely something you can look out for uh, when that releases later this year Um, granted not the biggest fan of the Bruce Greenwood Batman but I, I respect it and John DiMaggio's Joker is okay It's not great. I hear too much of Bender in it, though. So, it happens with certain voice actors. But other than that, they they were a lot better than what I didn't like about the current DC animated stuff. But that will come out later this year. We also got news that Pixar has announced their next film. It is called Luca, or at least it will be called Luca for now. (laughs) Uh, It will release next summer... And per official Twitter announcement, it says a boy named Luca as he experiences uh, tells the story of a boy named Luca as he experiences an unforgettable summer in a seaside town on the Italian Riviera. Well, I'm already in Italy, Italian Riviera. Boom, done. Pixar, no brainer, dude, no brainer. And uh, it will be directed by Enrico. Casa Rosa, and produced by Andrea Warren. The film will introduce, uh, per a tweet, the film will introduce a boy named Luca as he experiences... Uh, the, anyway, I just said that pretty much. Um, Variety is saying that it's set to leap into theaters on June 18th, 2021. And uh, that director also did the short, Pixar short in 2011, La Luna. And Andrea Warren will serve as producer. But, uh... Also saying it's between Luca and his newfound best friend, one summer, until their adventures are threatened by Luca's dark secret. He is a sea monster from another world below the water's surface. Oh, okay, Uh, this is per the director. This is a uh, quote, this is a deeply personal story for me, not only because it's set on the Italian Riviera where I grew up, but because at the core of this film is a celebration of friendship. Childhood friendships often set the course of who we want to become, And it is those bonds that are at the heart of our story in Luca, Casarosa said in a statement. So, in addition to the beauty and charm of the Italian seaside, our film will feature an unforgettable summer adventure that will fundamentally change Luca. Ooh, can't wait. Um, So that's on top of Soul, which is uh, going to hit theaters now in November, after it was originally supposed to come out in June. And... Um, uh, Raya and the Last Dragon, which was their, also their next film, which was supposed to come out in November, has been pushed to March of next year. But, uh, I am excited to watch that Pixar movie. Yes, I am excited for Pixar movies. Whatever. They're good. They're for kids and adults. Okay. Um, some news came out recently, uh, with it being the 20th anniversary of, of X-Men and things like that. But uh, it looks like Michael Jackson ha- was campaigning hard in the 90s to play Professor X at some point. Um, this is a big expose in The Hollywood Reporter on Brian Singer, who is the director of the films. Um, just a lot of things with Brian Singer in general, just not good. But it was, you know, he met with Michael Jackson in 1999 about potentially playing Charles Xavier. He made a case for it, but I just... I don't know how Michael Jackson would have become... (laughs) So I guess uh, X-Men producer Lauren Shuler Donner recalled talking to Johnson, saying, quote, I said to him, do you know Xavier is an older white guy? And Michael said, oh yeah, you know, I can wear makeup. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I guess. I guess he he gave them a short film called Ghosts, and he plays an old white dude in the in this short film, which is really funny. Uh, Hollywood Reporter then claims that Jackson said, "quote never seriously considered for the role." Well, obviously. And another reason why quote Michael was already in the thick of all all his allegations by X Men. Um. But, you know, they also talk about Brian Singer and his allegations, and there's reasons why he's not really in Hollywood anymore. But obviously, we know that Patrick Stewart went on to take the role and killed it and played him for almost 20 years himself in that. So, obviously, you know, Patrick Stewart was born to play that role. So, no question there. But, uh, also got news. Uh, As for Scream 5, after David Arquette had already signed on, it looks like Courtney Cox will now be back playing her role as well in the Scream series, which makes me very, very excited. And hopefully now all we need is Nev Campbell to sign back on board to play Cindy. But Scream 5, which uh, will now not be a full reboot, but a continuation, which is nice to hear. Uh, Patty Jenkins was being interviewed about potential sequels and things like that for Wonder Woman. And she already stated a couple, I think it was a couple months ago at this point, that you know, COVID had kind of really slowed her role on, on thinking about a third film. Um, but now she's saying that if there were to be a third film, it would probably be her last. Which, I don't blame her. A lot of directors will do several superhero films and then walk away. Because it's just, there's so much involved. And there's so much bickering and back and forth. And you got to deal with, like, fan expectations and all that bullshit so you know I don't blame her she's done an amazing job so far I can't wait to see what Wonder Woman 84 1984 turns out like but I am very very excited to see where it goes and I would love for Patty Jenkins to make a third one that's that's for damn sure and uh anyway um AMC and Universal have worked out a deal Finally, after AMC said, Universal, you can go take a hike. We don't want your fucking movies. After Universal started putting their shit digitally and, you know, what happened with Trolls and all that. But they have worked out a deal. And this is... Um, so, you know, normally movie distributors and cinemas agreed to let a movie run in theaters for 90 days before getting the option to make them available in homes. But now, per the New York Times... They've worked out a deal which uh, shortens it to 17 days. So Universal now has the ability to either have a film play in theaters for more than 17 days. Or at 17 days it can keep it can choose to keep movies in theaters for longer if need be. You know like Fast and Furious and Jurassic World. Which they'd obviously make a fuck ton of money if they kept it in theaters. Or after 17 days they can... Um, they can pull it. So, per quote, uh, the partnership we forge with AMC is driven by our collective desire to ensure a thriving future for the film distribution ecosystem and to meet consumer demand with flexibility and opportunity. Says Universal Film Entertainment Group Chairman Donald Langley. Um, which makes sense because you know they still need theaters. You're not going to make billions and billions of billions, you know, selling at home. Yeah, Trolls made like a couple hundred million dollars. But we're talking about movies that are making billion dollars at the box office. You're not going to do that at home. Because not every country has the ability to support 4K streaming. And you, if you're going to watch a new Jurassic World or a new Fast and Furious, you're going to want 4K streaming. You, you don't want to watch some bullshit 1080p stream of that movie. Because it's just not going to be good. And just like another thing, that's a mo- those are movies you want to see in theaters with fucking perfectly tuned surround sound, big bombastic shit going on, like a dinosaur roar, you don't want that, you don't want to be quiet at home where you don't have surround sound, like, that's gonna suck watching it that way, but I'm, I'm happy Universal and AMC were able to work that out, granted, it didn't really affect me, because I don't, there's no AMC theaters near me that I wouldn't have been able to watch them in, but they figured it out, um, Palm Springs, a uh, new movie on Hulu, starring Andy Samberg, is fucking great. You definitely need to watch this movie. It's about a, a guy who gets stuck in a time loop at a wedding in Palm Springs. And he f- drags this girl in somehow. And and just like, it's like Groundhog Day, but for, I don't want to say millennials, but just like a modern version of, of Groundhog Day, essentially. And and it's it's honestly, it's really great. And it, it doesn't end in the way you think it will. But there's just a, a... It's really funny. And it's really poignant. And it's actually really serious at times too. There's a lot of good actors in it, surprisingly. Like J.K. Simmons is in it as well. But overall... Andy Samberg... And... Uh, I can't think of the girl's name. Hold on, let me pull it up. Because it's the woman who played the mom in How, to, uh, How I Met Your Mother... After, like, you know, that slow burn. But, uh, I can't think of her name. And I'm doing her a disservice. Give me one second, folks. Anyway, the the film's hilarious. And, uh, Kristen Melody, excuse me. Kristen Melody is, uh, plays the, the, the other girl. And, honestly, the movie's hilarious. You definitely need to watch it. It is on Hulu, so if you have Hulu, watch it on Hulu, obviously. And, and and it's just it's so it's not what you expect, and I definitely give it definitely an eight out of ten, not a, not perfect, just because there are parts that are kind of slow, and there are parts that are kind of dumb, but overall it's it's actually really good, and it, it's things that you wouldn't expect, but that's definitely something that's good about it, and if they made more, I'd be totally down. But, Palm Springs on Hulu is great. But, um, one more thing I want to talk about movie-wise is the, um, there's a viral video going around the internet right now about Star Wars films and how they need to be renamed. And, honestly, this dude makes a, a ton of points. It's on TikTok. Um... Why every Star Wars film has the wrong title? And it's from TikToker fake.disney.facts. And he pretty much goes through it like hilariously. And this is what his new titles should be Episode 1, The Rise of Skywalker. Episode 2, Revenge of the Sith. Episode 3, Attack of the Clones. Episode 4, Return of the Jedi. Episode 5, The Force Awakens. Episode 6, The Last Jedi. Episode 7, The Empire Strikes Back. Episode 8, A New Hope. And Episode 9, The Phantom Menace. And he literally gives reasoning for each one. And while they all make good points, there's a reason they have the titles they have. Okay? But definitely go check that out on TikTok or everywhere else at this point. Because it's all over Twitter now, too. Um, was going to talk about TikTok Maybe being purchased by Microsoft, but that's just a dumb story in general, and I don't even know what the hell's going on with that. Um, But before we get to the Umbrella Academy 2 review, I did want to talk about uh, some loot wear that finally came in. uh, That's been, you know, delayed because of COVID and other loot crate issues. But, I did get several here. Uh, I can't remember what months they're all from, but some of them are from actually earlier in the year. Uh, This first set um, came with a nice polo shirt of uh it's a pac-man polo shirt it's this weird like peach color and it has like the cherries in like the logo spot it's got one of the ghosts on the back of the collar and then these nice uh pac-man stripes down at the bottom that are blue orange and brown and one of them has pac-man eating the pellets um you know why pac-man was originally called paku paku puck man (laughs) i'm not even going into that scott pilgrim thing uh, the next one I got was and there was another shirt in there and I don't remember what it was because I wore it anyway uh the next one was like a marvel stuff um, and it came with this like cool like soccer jersey that says black widow uh, it's got her logo and it's got uh, it's all in like Russian type script uh, like Cyrillic um the way they packed it though that was all weird because it has this like screen printing on it and it was all stuck together and now it's all Jacked up. It's got to get washed. Um, it's also got the shield logo and stuff on it. So it's it's cool. Cool little soccer jersey. Um, and also with that came a Nick Fury t shirt that says there's no eye in team. <laughs> with with Nick, Fury, Nick Fury on it wearing his eye patch. That's funny. Uh, and then the next one, it doesn't say which month it is, but it came with several things. Uh, the first uh, is a long sleeve shirt. For uh, Over the Garden Wall, which is a Cartoon Network show. And some characters on that. And then the other one. Let's see here. I don't eat any of that stuff. Yeah, I know I'm making a lot of noise. But the other shirt, which I'm really a big fan of. It's a Shaun of the Dead shirt. And it says, you got red on ya. And it's got, like, blood spatter. Because, you know, in the movie, he's like, you got red on ya. Not knowing it's blood, not knowing they're all zombies. So, some really good stuff. I like that Shaun of the Dead shirt. Gotta rep Edgar Wright in the Cornetto trilogy some way. Because I don't always get the chance to. But that is it for the normal Nick's Nerd News stuff for your regularly scheduled programming. I do, uh, before we end today though, I do want to talk about Umbrella Academy Season 2, which dropped on Netflix on Friday. I was able to knock out the whole season, and uh, this season started off pretty much right where the last one left off, with Five pretty much transporting everyone back in time, so they can try and stop the apocalypse. However, as Five is not well-versed in time travel... He sent them all back to different points in the 1960s. All to the same spot in Dallas, 19 in the in the 60s, but all in different years. Um, Luther goes back to 1960. Uh, Klaus goes back to 61 with Ben, obviously. Um, Vanya and him, though, show up in 1963. Uh, Vanya the last to show up. Allison goes back to 1962. And shenanigans ensue, obviously. But what's interesting is we get more backstory to their father, uh, Reginald Hargreaves, the one who adopted all of them, if if you watched the first season. But what's interesting to see is is how people from twenty nineteen would obviously interact in the early nineteen sixties. Klaus forms a cult. Allison has to deal with with civil rights issues and obviously gets involved in the movement. Luther gets involved in cage fighting, to a degree. And yet, somehow, they are all tied to the Kennedy assassination in some way. And somehow, the assassination still happens. No, the apocalypse is still happening, and that's why Five goes back to, you know, stop it. Oh, Diego, I forgot to mention, ends up in a crazy hospital because he's telling people Kennedy's going to get assassinated, and they're looking at him like... You're a psychopath. <laughs> um, but that's where we get introduced to some new characters, obviously. Um, uh, in, in Lila, in Connected to Diego, and she's actually connected to... You, you'd You actually be surprised who she's connected to. And she's connected, uh, in some ways, to five more more than you might realize. Um, that's some of the spoilers I was going to mention. Uh, we do get some returning characters from season one that you thought might have died or didn't make it. So it was nice to see them but it was definitely interesting to see how it all tied into the Kennedy assassination and just things in 1963 that you wouldn't expect and it it just it's so well written and the jokes are perfect and the seriousness of the situation is great and how everything plays out is what you wouldn't expect but it it just it works even for the the period setting it's like you don't expect that for a comic book show let alone uh, uh, a comic book show like that, so, what, what I, I really love, though, is when you think it's over, it's not, and we got a full 10 episodes, whereas, uh, season one was only eight, so it, it was nice to get definitely a fully fleshed out story, but actually, was the first season eight, um, no, it was 10, why did I think it was shorter, anyway, any, uh, yeah, but, no, it was, it was a good story, and like I said, when you think it ends, it doesn't. Uh, the new villains, who are the Swedes, are actually a really compelling group, even though they don't say a fucking word. They're just meticulous in what they do, and they work for the commission. I know a lot of you are probably like, what the fuck is he talking about? But if you watch The Umbrella Academy, you know. I highly recommend it as a show. Season 2, though, hands down, 10 out of 10 for me. I think it was well crafted, perfectly put together. The character growth is very good for all of them, even Vanya, because Vanya was kind of just left to the the side, even in season one, where she was kind of the main focus still. Um, that's Ellen Page's character, but I I thought that she had the best story in season two, next to Allison, dealing with like civil rights movement and things like that, and it was it was actually perfect timing with what's going on in America today and I'm, I'm shocked that it just it fit together so perfectly what I didn't expect was some of the stuff with uh, their dad to show up obviously they kind of hinted at his immortality or something in season one and somehow he's involved in the Kennedy stuff and they interact with him in the 60s and it's really interesting to see them play off of that and how that actually affects the future when they go back but uh, it was nice to see the stuff with 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 um, uh, with 5 as well, because 5 grows as a character a lot, and it's funny that he still doesn't have a name and is just still number 5. But I, I just... I didn't expect to like Season 2 even more than Season 1, because it's rare. It's rare for a show where it has just such a killer first season to then come back and have, like... A season 2 that just knocks it out of the park. It's like movies. Sequels aren't always better. But in this case, season 2 I think is better than season 1. But very, very interesting for sure. And just the whole aspect of tying in with the JFK assassination is even better. And that's that's what I very much enjoyed. Some of the other stuff that they tie into with like Klaus and his cult and stuff was, was really cool to see. It uh, was nice to have Ben have more growth as a character as well, considering we barely saw him in Season 1. And we kind of see his motivation and why he's attached to, Kla- attached to Klaus so much. Uh, Luther, I felt, not a big fan of his storyline in Season 2, but it was okay. And then, of course, uh, Diego's storyline was fun and his playoff of Lila, who is the new character, like I mentioned before. How she's connected to five is is not one you'd you'd actually expect, um, and her like you can almost not trust her from the beginning, but you can kind of see where her character arc was going as well. Like oh she's obviously gonna hook up with Diego and that's what happens you know, spoiler. But but otherwise her character is very well done. She is a badass in her own right, which is great, and the way like the way. She interacts with five is is interesting to see. The way she plays with interacts with Diego is really interesting to see. But it it's it's just how her story plays out, which is the most shocking part that I was I, I did not expect to see for sure. And the final episode, there is just an awesome, awesome, awesome battle scene that like you wouldn't expect for a show like this either. And there's just so many different things that go in into Season 2 that are subversive in ways that you'd expect. Like, it almost... It, it's like the MCU. There's, like... Yes, they're all comic book movies, but they all have different, like, themes to them. You know, like... Winter Soldier is a political thriller. And, um... Like, Doctor Strange is, like, true, true, like, sci-fi. And Ant-Man is more like a... Um, I don't know, more comedy than anything. So it's like, that's kind of where you get with these episodes of Season 2, and it's just, it is way, way better than 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 you'd expect, and the fact that it ties in with, with factual, his, historical stuff is really good too. But, 10 out of 10 for me for Season 2 of, of the Umbrella Academy. Uh, that's it this week, guys. Thanks for listening. I uh, can't wait to talk to you guys again next week. Don't know what's going on there, but we'll have something to talk about for sure Uh, other than that always check out nixnerdnews.com where you can listen to the show right in your browser or you can find our google podcast apple podcast and spotify pages Uh, also while you're there check out our social tabs you can see all our social media feeds where we post a lot of fun hilarious memes and that way you can follow us on facebook twitter and instagram as well Uh, again thank you guys for listening I will catch you guys on the flip side. Have a good week.